Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Shalom, everyone. Bezat Hashem. Today, we're continuing on Mesechet Sanhedrin with Yid Gimel Amud Aleph. Bezat Hashem, we're going to start at the two dots, the final two dots on the page in Yid Bet Amud Bet at Gufa, about 10, 12 lines from the bottom of the page. Gufa Amr Shmuel. We're going to have three sections in today's learning. First, we'll clarify the statement of Shmuel about not making a leap year on the 30th of Adar, and we'll discuss that. Then, we'll discuss the opinion of Shmuel in a discussion about which, how many days into Tishrei the summer must go in order to force us to make a leap year. We'll get into that as well. And in the third section, Yigimelamud Aleph, Bezat Hashem, will show a refutation, which is accepted ultimately, say Kasha, on Shmuel's position within Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda. Bezat Hashem, our learning today should be, as usual, as a refuah shlema, for Yaakov ben Dina, we should hear only Besarat Tovot. Now, let's remember where we left off yesterday. We spoke about a Psak of Shmuel. Shmuel said that really we know the Pasak tells us you're not supposed you can't make a leap year after Nisan has begun, which means if it's already Aleph Nisan, they sanctified the new year, you can't change that Nisan back into being Adar Sheni. Shmuel added on to this principle and said, even if it's already the 30th of Adar, you can't make that, uh, the 30th of Adar, you can't make that a leap year anymore and add a second Adar, because that's a day that was fit to become Nisan, as it could have been Aleph Nisan if the previous month was Chaser, was 29 days, and therefore you can't change this now into a leap year. So let's analyze that statement. Gufa Amr Shmuel, Shmuel said, Ein hashana, you cannot make a leap year, Be'yom shloshim shel Adar, in the 30th day of Adar, Ho'il v'ra'oy oni san, because that's the, the day that could have become Aleph Nisan, so therefore they would not make that into a leap year already. He said that was according to the final opinion of the Brayta yesterday, um, which was Rishim ben Yehuda, in the name of Rishimon, that was the mistake of Chizkiah. We spoke about that yesterday. So the Gemara asks, Ivru amai, but what if they did? Meaning, what if the Chachamim anyways went and made a leap year on the 30th day of Adar? So is it effective or not? So Amar Ula Ula answers, Ein mekachinet achodesh. So Rashi explains like this. This is how Rashi learns. We're going to go with Rashi here. Ula's answering, yes, it is effective, which means now you'll keep an Adar Sheni, but you should not sanctify Rosh Chodesh of that Adar Sheni. Now why? Because since... According to Shmuel, there is an element of sanctifying that day as Adar Sheni is like it's all, all, almost become like Nisan already, although practically it hasn't yet become Nisan because they didn't sanctify it as Rosh Chodesh Nisan yet, but it could have become Nisan. So therefore it would be a problem to sanctify that month now as Adar Sheni, but you could make a leap year and by default it'll become Adar Sheni. So what that means is, is that you would not sanctify the 30th day from which was all the way back, 30th day from Adar Rishon as Adar Sheni, rather wait till tomorrow, which will be the 31st day. And since you didn't sanctify the day before and they announced that there's a leap year, this will naturally start Adar Sheni, the second Adar. But don't declare it on the 30th day that this is Adar Sheni with sanctification because that would be a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a, 
issue. It would make a problem with the pasuk he quoted before that once it's become Nisan, and this is almost like Nisan, you can't change it back into being Adar. That's what Ula answered. So, Ein Mekad And then, as Rashi explains, when Nisan rolls around the month after, you could sanctify that again like every regular Rosh Chodesh. So the Gemara says, Kitshu Mai. But what happens? They declared it a leap year. They made it into a leap year, and then on the 30th of Adar, instead of just letting it roll over till tomorrow, become Adar Sheni, they actually sanctified, they said, Mekudish, Mekudish, and sanctified that day as Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. So now what happens? So Rav, Rav says, Batela Ibo. Rav says, you were not supposed to do that, and therefore your intercalation of the year now is nullified, and this actually becomes now Nisan, and you forfeit the leap year that you were trying to establish. Rav Nachman, um, Rav Nachman says, umekudash. No, he says, it's still a leap year, meaning you add the Adar Sheni, and it's sanctified as Rosh Chodesh. That 30th day becomes the first day of Adar Sheni. So Rav turns to Rav Nachman and he says the following problem. Rav turns to Rav Nachman and he says like this, and actually this is Nogea to us right now. Mechdi, let's analyze this. We know there's 30 days between Purim and Pesach. Purim is the 14th of Adar, and Pesach is the 15th of Nisan. There's 14 days, uh, 30 days in between. Yeah. From Purim, we already start learning, and the rabbi starts teaching us, the laws of Pesach, because you're supposed to start 30 days before. The Tanya, as the Brayta explains, Shoalin Belchota Pesach, Kodem Le Pesach, Shloshim Yom, that they would start discussing in Shul, the rabbi would start t- teaching the laws of Pesach before Pesach 30 days. Rashim Begamil Omer, Shtei Shabbat, Rashimil said it was only two weeks, but the Tanakhama says 30 days. So the problem is, says Rabbatur of Nachman, like this. In this scenario, what happened? They kept Purim and Adari shown like normal comes the 30th day of Adar, and the way you're saying it is, they declared a leap year, and then they sanctified the 30th day as Rosh Chodesh Adar Sheni. That's what they did. The problem is, it's going to create confusion and result in a serious issue. Now, if when Rosh Chodesh, meaning the first day of the next month comes, they're going to push off Nisan and make this into Adar Sheni, the second Adar. So what's going to happen is like this. The people are going to say, our Rabbi and Shul already started teaching us the laws of Purim 15 days, Pesach 15 days ago. And therefore we know that this declaration by the Beit Din, it must be a mistake. To say that this is Adar Sheni, we already kept Purim and we already started learning the laws of Pesach for 15 days. So what's going to happen is they're going to say we'll keep another 15 days. That's obviously going to be Pesach. They'll keep Pesach then, but really it's Purim as the Beit Din decided. And then they'll wait another 30 days and with what really is Pesach, they're going to treat it as a normal day and they'll end up eating chametz on Pesach. So says Ravitar of Nachman, how can you say that that type of a leap will be effective if that's going to cause such a serious issue? So Amalei of Nachman said back to Rava, this is not a concern. Because may the Yedi'i people know, Everyone knows a leap year is determined based on calculations. So Amri, the people will say, The rabbis only concluded their calculations until now, the 30th day of, of Adar, and therefore they decided now we're going to intercalate the year. I, we already kept Purim 15 days ago. That wasn't really Purim. They intercalated the year, and Purim's going to be in another 15 days. The rabbis just didn't conclude it yet. So therefore, no one's going to have such an issue. No one's going to eat chametz on Pesach. You don't have to worry about that. Okay, now gentlemen, uh, ladies and gentlemen, 
We are about to start a very complicated sugya, very, very technical. And because I am not great with math, I'm, I try, I'm going to try my hardest to make this clear. Bezat Hashem, let's get this as clear as possible. Hopefully we'll get through all of this today. If not, we'll break it up into two days. Bezat Hashem. We know that there's a solar year and a lunar year. A solar year is determined by the sun, and the lunar year is determined by the moon. Now, in general, we look at the Jewish year as a lunar year. It's a lunar cycle determined by the moon. The moon determines how many days are in each month, amongst other things. However, the sun determines the seasons. Really, in Judaism, the calendar is a combination. It's a solar lunar calendar because we combine both factors. The moon determines the months, and the sun determines the seasons. Now, where it comes to sometimes a bit of a conflict, which results in intercalating the year and adding an extra month, is where the yamim tovim don't line up with the seasons that they're supposed to. And we discussed this briefly. We're going to discuss this much more at length now. We know Pesach is supposed to line up with the spring, which is also called Kufat Nisan, and I'll explain in a minute. And Sukkot is supposed to line up with the autumn or the fall, which is called Kufat Tishrei. So like this, like this, <clears throat> there are four seasons, and we call them in a colloquial um, spring, uh, sorry, spring, summer, fall, winter. Now in Hebrew, let's just get to Hebrew because it's Kedai to know this, it's Tkufat Nisan, which is the spring, Tkufat Tammuz, which is the summer, Tkufat Tishrei, which is the fall and tkuf, or autumn, and Tkufat Tevet, which is the winter. Now, those Tkufot, those seasons are determined by our perspective of how the sun looks from this world. And they are roughly 91, I believe 91, each season is roughly 91 days. Um, Rashi goes through an extensive calculation here, but we'll just try to keep this simple. In order to keep Pesach in the spring, and to keep Sukkot in the autumn, it was sometimes necessary to intercalate the year. But the discussion that we're going to have in this sugya is how much of, let's start with Sukkot, how much of Sukkot actually had to fall out in the autumn? Meaning that before the autumn, you have the summer, which is called Tkufat Tammuz. So if Tkufat Tammuz started the month of Tishrei when Sukkot falls out, and some of Sukkot was in the summer, and it, the, the, tkufat, uh, the Tkufat Tishrei, the autumn, began sometime on Sukkot, is that sufficient that we don't have to intercalate the year? Or should they add an extra month by the last Adar so that it pushes, or, yeah, meaning by adding an extra month, it'll make it that in, uh, in on Sukkot, there's more of the autumn than we had previously otherwise. This is going to be a machloket. We'll see Shmuel, the Amora, explains a machloket of Yudah and Yossi. God willing, on Yudgilam and Aleph, we'll get to Pircha's uh, refutations of this explanation. But let's just see this, and uh, Bezrat Hashem will be able to understand this. Amor of Yudah Amar Shmuel. So Yudah Amar Shmuel says the following. Second to last line, Yudbet Mudbet. Ein ma'abrinet hashana. We don't intercalate the year. Add an extra Adar. Elim kein haitat kufa chasera ruba shel chodesh. So, Rav Yudam Shmuel said, Shmuel said, we do not add an extra month unless, now let's get these words here, unless 
the tkufa, now in this context we call it tkufa tamuz, which is the summer, unless the summer, chaseira, caused lacking, or another way to say that is extended, rubash al-chodesh, into the majority of the month of Tishrei. If the majority of the month of Tishrei was enveloped by the summer and the autumn wasn't there until after a majority of the month, the halacha is we'll have to intercalate the year so that there's more autumn in Tishrei than, as we said, the summer. The Kama Ruba Shel Chodesh. So says the Gemara, how much is a majority of the month? Shisha Ser Yom Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Yehuda, the Tana says, and this is again Shmuel's opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel the Amor, Rabbi Yehuda's the Tana, it's 16 days Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Now we're going to explain this momentarily, but just to get the idea here, that means if the summer extends till the 16th of Tishrei, that means that the autumn equinox, or as we're calling it in the in the context here, Tkufat Tishrei will only begin on the 17th of Tishrei. Okay? That's a season beginning by in a month. Just let's, let's keep, you have the month of Tishrei and you have the season of Tishrei. It's Kufat Tishrei, which is also known as the autumn. So if the summer extends till the 16th of Tishrei, that means Tkufat Tishrei, the season of autumn will only begin on the 17th. And that's already sufficient grounds to intercalate the year prior so that more of Tishrei is enveloped in the autumn. Divir Rabbi Yehuda, this is the position of Rabbi Yehuda. And we'll explain in a moment what this is based on. Turning to Gimel Amor Aleph, Rabbi Yossi, Omer Rabbi Yossi says, Echad ve'esrim yom, 21 days. He says, what would be the necessity to intercalate the year and add an extra month? That would be if the summer extends till the 21st day of Tishrei. So he pushes it even farther. If the summer, if Tkufat Tammuz extends till the 21st day of Tishrei, which means that Tkufat Tishrei, the season of autumn will only begin on the 22nd of Tammuz, of, of Tishrei, excuse me, of Tishrei, then you will have to intercalate the year and add that extra month. Now both of these opinions are based on a pasuk. Because the pasuk tells us regarding Sukkot, it says, Chaga Asif. Sukkot is known as the holiday of ingathering, when they would gather in the produce from the fields that was uh, drying out. And it says, Tkufat Hashana, when is it supposed to be? At Tkufat Hashana, it means the end of the year, but it actually means the change. It means the change of the year from the summer to the fall, from the summer to the autumn. On Sukkot, when you gather in your produce, it's supposed to fall out on the day that changes from the uh, summer to the autumn. Now, as Rashi explains over here, gathering in can't be done on the first day of Sukkot because it's, it's, uh, it's a melacha and it's, um, it's Yom Tov. So what it's referring to is, is the Chol HaMo'ed. It's the days that are the middle days of Yom Tov, which are more mundane, and you're allowed to do certain melachot, including Davar HaAved, things that will get ruined unless you do some sort of a melacha regarding them. So the way we're interpreting the pasuk is, when does it have to be that you're gathering your produce? In, at, at, when, when does it have to be that gathering, gathering your produce has to be on a day that is the change from the summer to the autumn? Now Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi Yossi are going to argue how much of Chol HaMoed needs to be during the autumn. So let's see that inside. Mar Sav, Rabbi Yehuda holds, 
Kulei Chag Ba'inan Bitkufa Chadasha. The entire Chol HaMoed needs to be in the new season of autumn. Now let's just explain. That's why he says if the autumn, ex- if the summer extends till the 16th, which means that the autumn will only begin on the 17th of Tishrei, you miss the 16th, which is the first day of Chol HaMoed, which is attributed to the summer. That's already not, a, not good. That's a problem. You have to add an extra month. So the entire Chol HaMoed, meaning from the 16th and on, is in the autumn, because then you'll fulfill the, the idea of the Pasuk, that the time of ingathering, i.e. all of Chol HaMoed, is in the autumn. Umar Savar and Rabbi Yossi holds, no, the Pasuk doesn't mean that all of Chol HaMoed has to be in the autumn, but rather, only some of Chol HaMoed needs to be in the autumn. And since Chol HaMoed ends on the 21st day of Tishrei, so therefore, if the, if the summer extends till the 21st day of Tishrei, and then only then after on the 22nd is the autumnal equinox, the autumn begins, so you have none of Chol HaMoed being in the autumn. But if it only extended till the 20th of Tishrei, and the 21st was already the autumnal equinox, actually one day of Chol HaMoed, which is the 21st of Tishrei, is in the autumn, and that would be sufficient grounds to not need to intercalate the year and add the extra day. So the Gemara says, this is the position of Shmuel. Again, let's just explain it outside because it's a little confusing. What emerges is that Shmuel's opinions of Rabbi Yudan and Rabbi Yossi, in terms of when you do need to add the extra month or not, is as follows. The way he expounds the verse is, Chol needs to be in the autumn. How much of it needs to Sukkot, I should say. How much of it needs to be in Tkufat Tishrei in the autumn? So Rabbi Yudah holds the entire Chol needs to be in the autumn. And therefore, if Tkufat uh, Tammuz, if the summer extends till the 16th of Tishrei, so by definition, the autumn is only starting the 17th, and you're missing one day of Chol which is the 16th of Tishrei, that's not in the autumn, and that's already insufficient, you'll have to add an extra month. But if it's only till the 15th, by the way, and the 16th starts the autumnal equinox, that would be sufficient, because all of the autumn would be, the, the, all of the Chol Sukkot would be in the autumn. That's because Rabbi Yudah holds that all of Chol needs to be in the autumn. However, Rabbi Yossi is more lenient in this regard, and he says, as long as the sum, even one day of Chol Sukkot is in the autumn, you don't need to make a leap year. And therefore, if the summer extends till the 20th of Tishrei, and the 21st, which is the last day of Chol Sukkot, is actually in the autumn, that's the autumnal equinox, that would already be sufficient grounds not to have to make a leap year. But if the summer extends till the 21st of Tishrei, so that means all of the, because only the 22nd would be the autumnal equinox, all of Chol Sukkot would not be in the autumn, that would not be sufficient, you'd have to make a leap year. Now, there is a machloket, how do we view the day of the equinox or the solstice? Actually, two of the season's beginnings are called solstice and two are called equinox. Let's just stick with this example because it makes it easier to keep it the same. There is a machloket. Do we look at that day, let's say the autumnal equinox, the day that the autumn begins? Do we look at that as the first day of autumn or do we look at it as the last day of the summer? That day that we call the autumnal equinox, is that the first day of the next season, of the autumn, or is that change the last day of the summer? Now, why is there such a debate? Because really, that change of season occurs sometime in the day, some hours into the day. It's not a, a perfect day like this or that, so there is such a debate. 
So the Gemara is going to prove to us that Shmuel, who's quoting these two Tanaim, must hold that it's attributed to the last Kufa, that it's attributed to the last season. And it makes sense logically, because if it was attributed to the next season, and all that, let's say, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, he requires that all of Cholam needs to be in the autumn. So then it, you would only need, really, for the summer to extend and the autumnal equinox to be on the 16th, as he says, and that wouldn't be requiring a leap year. Why? Because if it's attributed to the next season, so then already the 16th is the first day of Cholam and that would be sufficient grounds not to have to make a leap year. It must be the fact that he says the summer extends till the till the... Uh, 16th, which means the autumnal equinox is the 17th. So then the fact that he's saying that, that would be grounds to make a leap year. But if it's only till the 16th, it would not be grounds to make a leap year. It must be that he holds that the autumnal equinox is attributed to the past season. And therefore, as long as, let's, let's read it inside. I'm confusing myself a little bit. <laughs> let's read it inside. My kasavri. So the Gemara says, what does Shmuel hold, these Tanaim hold? I kasavri yom tkufa gomer, if he holds that the day of the equinox, meaning the day of the change, let's say in this case, the day of the autumnal equinox, gomer, is the conclusion of the last season, but it's not attributed to the next season, it's not attributed to the autumn so, Balav HaChinami. So then even if not like they're saying, Lo Amar Chag Ika, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it wouldn't be necessary for it to go so far. Velo Amar Chag Ika. Nor would it be necessary, according to Rabbi Yossi, that you only need one day of Cholam to be in the month of, in the, in the autumn. Now, what does that mean? Let me say this clearly. I'm getting a little confused. Let's say this clearly. Rabbi Yehuda said, Shmuel quoted Rabbi Yehuda as saying, if the summer extends till the 16th, which means the autumnal equinox will be the 17th, then you have to add an extra month. Now, the logic of Rabbi Yehuda seems to be, as Shmuel explained, you need all of Cholamoid Pes Asukot to be in the autumn. Now, if the day of the autumn, autumnal equinox, is attributed to, is attributed to, the past season, so then even, let's get this clear, even if this, the autumnal equinox would not be on the 16th, but would be on, it wouldn't be on the 17th, but would even be on the 16th, which means the summer ends on the 15th, since the autumnal equinox is attributable to the last season, so this would also be an issue. But the way Rabbi Yehuda says it is, no, only if the summer ends on the 16th and the autumnal equinox is the 17th, you have to extend the year. Clearly, Rabbi Yehuda, Shmuel holds that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yossi hold that the autumnal equinox, the day of that shift, is not attributed to the last season, but it's the beginning of the next season. So therefore, it's only an issue if the autumnal equinox falls out on the 17th. But if the autumnal equinox is on the 16th and the last season of summer ended the 15th, well, that's okay because the autumnal equinox itself is attributable to autumn and then Cholamoyed Sukkot begins in the autumn and that wouldn't be an issue. So what we've just deduced, and you could say the same thing in Rabiosi, what we've just deduced is that Shmuel holds that Rabbi Yehuda and Rabiosi hold that the day of the change, the autumnal equinox, and the other 
changes of solstices and equinoxes as well are considered part of the coming season, not the prior season. So let's read that inside again. My Kasavri, what does Shmuel hold these opinions hold? If it's the conclusion of the last seasons, so even if, even if, according to Rabbi Yehuda, let's just stick with him. Even if, according to Rabbi Yehuda, the summer does not extend to the 16th, let's say it only extended till the 15th, and the equinox was the 16th. So even if it was just falling out on the 16th, the, the equinox, nor, according to Rabbi Yossi, if the equinox fell out on the 20th, you would have the same, you would have an issue as well. Because if it's attributable to the last month, so then what's going to end up happening? It means that that 16th day is attributed to the last month, which means that you don't have Cholomoid Pes Sukkot entirely, according to according to. Um, Reb Yehuda, and according to Reb Yossi, you don't have Cholomoed Sukkot at all in the autumn. It must be that Shmuel holds Reb Yehuda and Reb Yossi hold Kufa Matchil, that actually Yom Kufa Matchil, that the day of the equinox, the day of the shift between seasons, actually is attributed to the coming season. And so let's just cl clarify that before we get to the question. So what emerges then is that according to Shmuel in Reb Yehuda's position, in order for there not to be a necessity to intercalate the year, it has to be that all of Cholamoid Sukkot falls out in the autumn. How would that be? Well, you need the equinox, the autumnal equinox, to fall out at least on the 16th of Tishrei. Because if it falls on the 16th of Tishrei, and that's the beginning, according to Shmuel, in the name of Rabbi Yudah, he holds, Shmuel is quoting the Tanner of Yehuda, he holds that's the beginning of the next season, the autumnal equinox. That means the autumn begins on the 16th of Tishrei, which is the first day of Cholamoed. Similarly, Rabbi Yossi, who holds that you need only one day of Cholamoed to be in the autumn, so it would be necessary for the autumnal equinox to be on the 21st day of Tishrei, and if that was true, that means the 21st day of Tishrei, which is the last day of Cholamoid, is considered in the autumn, and that would be sufficient grounds not to intercalate the year. However, according to Rabbi Yudah, if the autumnal equinox fell out on the 17th of Tishrei, and according to Rabbi Yossi, if it fell out on the 21st day of Tishrei, so then already, according to Rabbi Yudah, you don't have all of Cholamoid in the autumn, and according to Rabbi Yossi, you don't have even one day of Cholamoid in the autumn, and they'd have to make a leap year. But what we're emerging now is, according to Shmuel, there's two points which we're about to challenge. And I think we're going to have to stop a bit in the middle over here because uh, I'm running out of time a little bit. But what comes out is like this. According to Shmuel, as we're saying here, Rabbi Yehuda holds that the season begins on the equinox. The equinox is not attributed to the last season, but to the coming season. And also we're saying, according to Rabbi Yehuda, in the position of Shmuel, you need all of Cholomoed to be in... You need, and according to Rabbi, oh wow, all right, my video just blacked out. Okay, and according to Shmuel, Rabbi Yehuda's position also is that you need all of Cholamoid to be in the autumn. Okay, let's go ahead here. Let's go through this, and God willing, we'll pick up with this tomorrow with, with clarity. But the Gemara says, let's ask a question now on Shmuel's position from two Brightaot. So number one, Brightaot says, Yom Tkufa Gomer, The problem is, there's a Brightaot that says very clearly, the day of the Tkufa, the day of the equinox, 
beginning of the season, the change, gomer, it's a conclusion of the previous equi- this previous season. So in the context of the day of the of, of the autumnal solstice, uh, autumnal equinox, it's attributed to the summer and not to the autumn. Divrei Reb And clearly Reb says in this Brayta that that's the case, which means this is a clear contradiction to how we concluded with Shmuel. Reb Yossi says that the day of the Tkufa actually is the beginning of the next season, but uh, that's not difficult in Shmuel. But Reb clearly doesn't work how Shmuel was explaining him, and that is in, that is difficult. Question number one. And furthermore, Tani, we have a second Breitah, which is also difficult. We're going to have five opinions in this Breitah. God willing, tomorrow we'll pick up, we'll clarify them. The first opinion is the Tanakama. Tanakama says you would not intercalate the year unless the majority of the autumn, of the of the summer, uh, takes up Tishrei. It means the majority of uh, Tishrei is encompassed by or is enveloped by the summer. The Kama Rubo Shel Chodesh, and how much is considered the majority of the month? Shisha Ser Yom. Now, this is the Tanakama's opinion. And this sounds very much like Shmuel's explaining the position of Rabbi Yehuda that in order to need to intercalate the year, it has to be that 16 days of Tishrei is enveloped in the uh, last season, the season of the summer. And this sounds very much like actually Shmuel was explaining the position of Rabbi Yehuda. But in this Brayta, it says, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah says, He says, no. Only if two-thirds of Tishrei is enveloped in the summer, would it be necessary to intercalate the year, to add the extra month. How much is two-thirds? That's 20 days. Now, let's be clear about this. We just showed from the Brayta before, Rabbi Yudah holds the equinox is considered part of the last month. So what Rabbi Yudah would be saying now is, if the 20th day of the month is still part of the last month, and then afterwards you have the autumnal equinox, which is in the 21st day, that means that actually it would only be the 22nd day, seemingly, according to this Rabbi Yehuda, that when that day is also the autumnal equinox of the 22nd day, so then what would end up happening is, sorry, the equinox would be on the 21st day. It means if two-thirds of the month is part of the, right, Two-thirds of the month, which is till the 20th day, is part of the summer. Then you have the equinox on the 21st day, and Rabbi Yudah holds its Gomer, which means the equinox is attributable to the last month, which means, actually, the, the necessity to intercalate the year, according to Rabbi Yudah, would be when the first day of autumn falls out on the 22nd day of Tishrei. Now, this sounds very much like the position of Rabbi Yossi, as Shmuel was explaining him, that you need one day of Cholam to be in the autumn, but not the entirety of Cholamoid. So this already creates difficulty, whereas Shmuel was saying the position of Rabbi Yudah is you need all of Cholamoid to be in the autumn. This Brayta seems to say you only need one day of Cholamoid, and that's why it's an issue if the autumn begins on the 22nd, but if it began, began on the 21st, it wouldn't be an issue because you have one day of Cholamoid in the autumn. Rabbi Yossi, Omer, the third opinion of the Brayta, he says, and this is a difficult opinion, we'll, we'll clarify this tomorrow. He says, Mechashvin shisha Pesach. He says like this, we calculate 16 days before Pesach, which means if the winter, Tkufat Tevet, extends till the 16th day of Nisan, Me'abrin, then we would create a leap year. So Rashi goes through an extensive calculation. The short story here is that when the 
when the month, when the season of winter extends till the 16th day of Pesach. So what that's going to cause is, as Rashi explains here, that the the Cholamoed Sukkot will not be even one day in the autumn. Fast forwarding about 180 days, it would make it that Cholamoed Sukkot doesn't fall even one day in the autumn. And therefore, Ma'abrin, so we would create a leap year to prevent the issue that's going to occur with Sukkot not falling at all in the autumn, based on the fact that we see already there's 16 days of, the, of Nisan that's in the winter. But Shisha Sarlif Neachag, and Rabbi Yossi continues and says, if there's 16 days of Tishrei that are in the summer, in Ma'abrin, we would not need to create a leap year. Now, this we're going to have to also clarify because he does not seem to hold you need all of Cholamoed in the autumn. You just need the one day of Cholamoed. We'll clarify that, God willing, tomorrow. Now, the fourth opinion, Rabbi Shimon Omer, Af Shisha Sarlif Neachag Ma'abrin, even if you have 16 days of Tishrei, that's still in the summer, you would also make a leap year. Now this sounds exactly like the Tanakama, so we'll ask that tomorrow in the Gemara. And Achirim Omrim, the fifth and final opinion here is Mi'uto. So he says, even if just some of Tishrei is in the some of Tishrei is in the winter, in the summer, you would still make a leap year. V'kama Mi'uto, how much is Mi'uto? How much is some of the summer? I mean, how much is some of Tishrei in the summer? Arba Asar Yom, it's 14 days. So what the Gemara says, bottom line, we'll clarify all of these opinions tomorrow, God willing. But the bottom line is what you see is a double question against the position of Shmuel. Let's just highlight that before we finish off. Shmuel was learning two points in review of One, that the equinox is attributable to the next month, the next season, and not the past season. Two, all of Chol HaMoed needs to be in the autumn, Chol HaMoed Sukkot. So double issues. First of all, we show the first Braitha says clearly, Rabbi Yudah's position is that the autumn, the, the, the autumnal equinox is attributed to the past season, not the next season. So that's question number one on Shmuel. Question number two is we also see clearly from the second Braitha that Rabbi Yudah holds that in order to, you don't have to intercalate the year, even if one day of Cholamoid Sukkot is in the autumn, you don't need the entirety of it. So this creates a genuine difficulty with Shmuel's explanation of Rabbi Yudah, as both points seem to be negated in the face of these Braitot. And the Gemara finishes off by saying, Kashya, this is indeed difficult, meaning that the position of Shmuel does seem to be negated. Now it does not say Tiyufta, which is very interesting because these seem to be a blatant and total contradiction of the position of Shmuel, but it does say Kashya, and we're going to leave it here at that. Now, but God willing, tomorrow we're stopping uh, about two-thirds of the way down the page. We're going to pick up tomorrow. We're going to have to analyze the different five different opinions in this second Brayta that we spoke about and clarify them as we go. Zat Hashem. In the meantime, we're stopping here about uh, two-thirds of the way down. Yudgim Lamadalif. We'll pick up tomorrow, finishing Yudgim Lamadalif, going on to Yudgim Lamadbet. In the meantime, I wish everybody a wonderful day.